You have just entered the Katie Ma Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 230 of the KB Mod Podcast. It is April 3rd, 2016. Not April 1st, thank God. That day Though, is over. Uh, yes, I could. Oh, I'm so happy it is. But we will be discussing uh, some <laughs> fallouts actually from that a little bit later. But Brandon, uh, we were talking about this a little bit in the, uh, in the pre-show. But can you tell people how, if they listen to every single cast uh, that we have had, we've had 230 episodes. That's a that's a lot of content, Brandon. You crunched some numbers. Yeah, yeah. We uh, like, I did I did some very complex formulas. I thought that uh, was to interesting. Figure so, this out. Yes. Uh, but I think on average our casts are around two hours or so. Sometimes they're actually you know a little longer. Maybe sometimes a little shorter. But our 230 casts is roughly roughly 19 straight days of content. So you could I just mean. you could just download them all. Or watch them on YouTube or whatever, and you could just hit play, and you could if you could just sit there for 19 days, and then you finally hit the end. Exactly, that's remarkable. So then that put that's that puts a lot of things in perspective. 19 day 19 days of our lives spent. Uh, I mean that that's actually not just that's not the only KB Mod related stuff, obviously, but that's just no. podcast alone. Yeah, just think about it. We've, we've just like I mean we haven't been on every single cast, but true, mo- true. But, but Scott and I but have even, been on a lot of them. And even yeah, yeah. I mean, even at this point, like Brad is fairly new to the cast, and he's already probably been on for what ten, twelve, maybe more hours. Like yeah. the, the hours, that's I mean, true. this takes a yeah. toll on your body. It does exactly, and that's that. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly not, why I'm I'm, I'm overweight uh, because I've been <laughs> on this podcast. It's taken a toll. I tend to uh, tend to binge eat, but. Uh, no, but I thought that was yeah. Well, thank you, Brandon. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Katie Zen's not here this week. He uh, he has some stuff going on, so he will be missed at least by me. I don't know about you guys, but I always miss Katie. I, mean, I like we'll him. See, like I love Katie because he's just he is truly just like I said it last week, and I said it the week that he didn't know what fucking Wendy's or that he thought fondue <laughs> was something that Wendy's came up with. Uh, he is just malleable clay for us to to work. He brings with, that so. childlike wonder. He does. But I feel Which like all, we, yeah. we, Scott and I have lost, and, and I think Brad is like, Brad should have that wonder because he's, like, he's he... like still young enough. Yeah. But I think yeah. he's still, like, he's already seeing like the seedy underbelly of the world. He has. He has. <laughs> Brad, how old are you? I forget how old you are. 23. 23. Yeah. So for somebody that's 23, he has way less than anybody his age should, <laughs> just because I agree of everything that he's seen. I don't think. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, I don't think of you as somebody that has that childlike wonder. I feel like, uh, not that you should anymore either, because you've dealt with a lot of stuff, you know. That <laughs> it's, he's, just seen, he's seen a lot for his years already. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, Katie's in, Katie's in is, he's like, I don't know, well, he's just younger. He's, he's like younger, he hasn't been out in the world, and, uh, and man, he's just, you know, discovering fondue, discovering all sorts of, all sorts of new things. Uh, laser in the chat saying you can get a two man sports aircraft pilot's license in two weeks, or you can talk about video games on the internet. There you go. <laughs> Another thing that occurs in two weeks. That's right. Uh, yeah. I think talking and listening to people talk about video games. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. There's sports. a lot you could do with your life with actual, like, you know, 14 to 19 days. We're talking actual human days, not like, you know, not where you go to work eight hours a day. Right. Right. Like we're talking actual human days. You could probably become like an expert in something in in three straight weeks of time or you could listen to all the cable or, or become an expert on literally nothing and hear people <laughs> talk about their opinions and 
things on you the can internet. Hear, which you is can fun. hear multiple uninformed people talk about right. things that probably aren't relevant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we kind of bring this up because I yeah. noticed today uh, somebody had commented on our YouTube channel saying 100 episodes down, 100 and some to go. And I just, that's. That's amazing, and if you, any of you guys want to just go back and poke a couple episodes, uh, we have a YouTube channel, and you can go to kbmod.com and look at our podcast category. We really, we really need a historian. Like, whoever's doing that, yeah. whoever's going through back all of the old podcast episodes, we need a historian to, like, tell us what the funny stuff is. Like, I would, I would love to go back and listen to some of the, some of the funny sections of old podcasts, but then I think about the fact that it's 19 days of content, and I just it's know a lot to sort. I'll never like it is. I'll never go through yeah. it until maybe I'm like you know I'm retired or something, and I literally have nothing to do. Maybe <laughs> I'll do it then. God, and get emotional about all of, all of us that have already passed Brandon because you'll be the last remaining uh, one alive at 96. Looking back, and like wow. I yeah. was so young and spry. I thought my, I thought my I thought my luster for life was gone at that current age, and look at me at ninety six. Like, um, I mean, yeah. I guess the more the longer we do this cast, the longer it'll keep going. So, like, who knows? We're we're not done. We could by the time I get to listening to it, we could have like a year's worth of content. I mean, who yeah, knows? It's true. Exactly. So anyway, uh, just uh, just some just some numbers there and some perspective. I thought it's good. Yeah, and two thirty, man, two hundred and thirty two hundred thirty episodes. So, um, so what's been going on this week with both of you? Uh, what, uh, anything exciting to share? Um, not video game related. We got a lot of video game stuff to talk about, but I thought I, you know, we'll open up with that as per usual. I, don't, I didn't really have much going on this week. I mm-hmm. had like a, I actually played more games this week than I have oh. in, in probably the past couple months. I think just because, okay. uh, we've like, so in the past, uh, the past like month and a half, I've had like two weddings to go to. We moved to a new place. Like there was just every weekend was just something new. And I'm finally, we're finally in a couple weeks where there's like nothing going on. And so my goal for this weekend, these were actual things I was thinking to myself as like, here's my goal. My goal (laughs) is to get to level 30 in the division uh-huh. And I, and I, well, I went way past that. Oh, I saw, uh, I saw your tweet of the hours you <laughs> put in the division. Yeah, I was actually. It was like four in the morning when I saw. I thought that. that. I thought that was a pretty good tweet. I was sad that like the only time you can post a tweet like that is in the middle of the night when no one's on Twitter. So I was like, I was like, this is funny. This is a funny tweet. But no, that was that was like all I did yesterday, and uh, so that was like one of my goals. My other goal was to play the Doom beta mainly so that we could like talk about it on the cast and right. you know, and I wanted right. to see how it was. So that was my other goal is like play some of that, you know, get familiar with that and finish Daredevil. And those are the, those are like my three weekend goals. And I'm, I'm one episode away from finishing Daredevil. So I'm going to, I will, by the end of this weekend, I will have completed the things that I set out to do. That's impressive. So, you know, you got to set goals for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to gaming, if you are, you know, if you have a job and are a busy person, like, like yeah, Yeah, I feel like it, it, like you sort of, it makes it more enjoyable and I, it mm-hmm. makes it where I actually like play games. If I have a goal to to reach, mm-hmm. um, like I'm more likely to play the game. And I think that's why. I mean, we've talked about this before, but like playing a game like The Witcher, where I know that you can sink hundreds of hours into it. If yeah. I don't have any like specific goal or you know something I'm trying to accomplish when I play, I'll end up just stopping games like that because I can't. Like I just can't stay in that mindset of like I'm just meandering throughout the game. I gotta like. You know, I only have a few hours unless it's the weekend, and then like maybe I have a yep. little more time to play. Um, 
so yeah, that's like that's the way I game now more and more. It's like I wanna I wanna get in this many games or I wanna get to this level or whatever. And uh, and I did that this weekend, so I'm you know, I'm pretty proud of myself actually. Very nice. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think if I had anything insane uh, outside of gaming happen, and not particularly, but Brad, I before because I want to jump into all the game. I mean, we got to talk about Brandon putting that many, that much time into the division. I got to hear about what he thinks oh, yeah. about the later game, but um. What about you, Brad? Besides your transition into uh, into a feline, Brad, would which... you mind would you mind looking at the camera? Like, I feel like it's a little yeah. disrespectful that we're on a, yeah. a cast with you know with people watching, and you're not even looking at the camera. You look like you couldn't be bothered to even be here. Yeah, yeah. Just exactly. look at me. Look at me. I mean, I'm uh, the... I'm looking. Just look at me. For, for, for the audio <laughs> listeners, uh... Brad Brad has the camera on his cat right now. Uh, and his cat—it's actually hard to tell what the cat feels at the moment, but it's—it's uh, it's that smug, you know, that smug look. Oh, Brad, that is—you know what? That is you. I can see it. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, that, that, that it is still you, even though I've, you're a feline now. I've gained a little weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? I just got done with winter. It's a little—it's a little cold out here in Oregon still. Mm. That's the other thing. The weather's been weird. like uh, it's supposed to be like spring, and then today it's like thirty-seven degrees or something here, and there was snow when I woke up. I, I was saw like, that. What, I saw what that. is happening? Like, also the Pittsburgh winter thing. Like, we had one, we had one uh, occasion that it was like there were seven inches on the ground, and that was it. The rest, there was nothing. Like, I it was the most. It was like the lightest winter I could have ever I imagined. Say, I'm a little pissed. Yeah, you just got back there. Yeah, and you don't you don't get the good winter that no, uh, that they're known nothing. for. Nothing. Everyone's like, hell, you just wait till the Pittsburgh winter. And then, you know, global warming just was like, fuck off. Do they all I guess talk not. like that? Does everyone talk they do. about the weather? All the Yinzers. Like all the Yinzers talk like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay. not much has been going on with me, though. Uh, I started my last term of college. And then um, and then it better be my last term. And then um, uh, I went to go see some waterfalls this weekend, got the camera out and I did experience nature actually today. Uh, Actually, there is. This is not honestly a plug for a video on my YouTube channel, but I did record basically. I was out in in nature, and actually, in all seriousness, uh, I don't get. It was a documentary. I watched it. A bit of a doc. A little. A bit of a doc. Um, But uh, yeah, it was. uh, It was fun. It was nice to be outside. Uh, It was cool, but uh, as in weather-wise, but with a jacket and you know, it was good. You know, see the babbling brook, hear the crowing crow. Hear the chirping frog. I don't know if I'm. Uh, I haven't been out in nature for a while, so again, might not have all those identified properly. But it was a it was a good time. Um, all right, well, let's talk about what we've been playing then, Brandon. Hit me. Okay, so you've been playing the division. You played some Doom. We're we're all gonna. Well, we've all been playing Doom, so we'll talk about that too yeah. a little bit later. What's going on with the division, man? Has this got you hooked? Like, uh, is this? Is it got your um, your Diablo? Yeah, you know, taste it, or whatever it, going or what? It kind of it. it it does. Um, I don't know how much longer it will last because it feels so like playing through the, playing through the division. It is Diablo. Like it is actually. Mm-hmm. I am. I am hundred percent confident. And it's, that's not a bad thing, by the way. But I am. Yeah. I am so confident that in the the walls of the Ubisoft offices where they were coming up with that idea, they said, "Look, what if we did Diablo, but we did it in like a shooter in you know post apocalyptic New York, because that's what it is." Like the actual, there's one, there's a feature in the division that allows you to recalibrate a stat on your gear. When I was looking at that, like <laughs> it literally looks 
the exact uh. same as Diablo. Like it is actually that feature is like mm-hmm. straight up ripped from Diablo. Mm-hmm. Even with like the the it randomizes one quality on your gear. Uh, you can like it randomizes between certain things you can do. Like that that feature is straight out of Diablo. Um, yeah. But like the game itself, I've really enjoyed. The leveling is is fun. Uh, there's that whole there's like just that feeling of you're always getting new gear that's like way better than what you had before and that's that's so much fun like when you're leveling that's so much fun diablo the first time through is so fun because like you get a weapon you'll like be grinding levels or whatever and then you'll get a weapon that does like double the damage your current weapon does or something like you get those huge upgrades and you're just always you want to get out there and see like how powerful you are with with that new stuff um so that's that's sort of how I felt with the division. Um, mm-hmm. I hit level thirty. I got to got to level thirty, uh, and now I'm not like so. I tried the dark zone, which is like the PvP kind of area, and that's pretty cool. Uh, but it's I don't know that that's going to keep me hooked uh, the way that the leveling did. But you know, I've gotten like thirty, a little over thirty hours in it now. I mean, I've more than gotten my worth out of the game. Uh, it's just a question of. If it's gonna be like if I'm if I'm gonna get another thirty, and I don't, I'm not sure I will. Uh, so, so somebody that doesn't play like grindy games, like like Diablo or just MMOs or something like that, like let's just say they're just really into FPSs. Do you think they would still like it? I I mean I think I think if you're into FPSs, so it's not one thing is it's not a first person shooter. Like it's it's a third person shooter, which um, is. I don't know. I don't love the perspective of third-person shooters necessarily. Like, I prefer a first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. I think it works well for this game. Um, I mean, if you don't like grinding, I'm not sure this is a great game for you just because the the content, like, the story is sort of whatever. Like, I think the world is very convincing, uh, but the story itself is, like, kind of whatever. That's not the strongest point of the game. Um, The atmosphere, the art, and everything, I think, is really strong. Um, but I'm not sure the actual storyline really matters. Um, I found myself just kind of like going through the motions of the cutscenes and stuff, um, not really caring too much about like the characters involved and whatever. Right, just um, no attachment. Yeah. yeah, I don't like. It's not a. It's not a very uh, memorable story. Uh, but the gameplay, I think, is is really good. But it, I mean, it is a loot shooter. Like that's what it is, and it doesn't. It's mechanically, it doesn't feel like Diablo. Because obviously it's a third-person shooter, uh, and Diablo is like a top-down, you know, ARPG. So they play very differently. But if you've played through Diablo, you will feel that same uh, that same feeling where it's like you're getting new loot. You know, you're spending half your time uh, when you get back to base going through your inventory and like trying to decide which of these two pieces of keep. gear. Yeah, is like a side grade, and which one you want to keep, and you need to like throw one away because you can't wear them both. Uh, like all of those same things that you do in Diablo, you do in the division. Um, so yeah, it, it was. It's like been a good experience. I think the the question for me will sort of hinge on what more they add to it because right now the end game there's not really like end game stuff to do. The dark zone is interesting, um, but is not. I don't think is like going to keep people that engaged. Um, but like enough, I mean, the division sold well enough that I think they'll continue to do interesting content with it, and so I could see it being one of those games, sort of like Diablo is, frankly, where Diablo has like seasons, and every now and then I'll dive back into Diablo for twenty hours at a time. 
Um, and I think the division may be that same way. Like when they add something new, when they add something cool, you dive right. back into the division. You you know you get your feet wet again. You enjoy it. But then you know you take a few months break and you don't miss it. That's kind of what I see happening. So, like, is the, I haven't played um, the division at all. So are there different like classes as well, where like specific, kind of like Diablo, where you only certain weapons are really good for certain classes like are there any classes not, for the not division? really not really but it's kind of similar in that you have like talents uh that you can assign and so you have to kind of pick what you want to do um you know one of the talents is like a, a sticky bomb one of them is a healing thing there's like there's different talents you can choose and uh and so like if you're playing with a group you would probably want different talents than if you were soloing i see um but it's not like the guns i mean you can use any gun you want and right. you just kind of pick the one that has the best stats or the one that you're most comfortable with um so i think the the variation is not the the variation is there um but i haven't like i haven't min maxed anything in the vision the way that you very much min max in diablo um and i and so like i don't know i'm sure the subreddit probably has people diving into the best stats for the gear and everything the same way that diablo did of course Um, yeah but I haven't I haven't dug into any of that stuff because uh, I'm not sure that I'll stick with the game for that much longer. Um, but I think it's like it, just, just given the time that I've played it, I think that is a, a good enough recommendation. That, like it was worth the money, um, and it's one of those games that I think I will come back to every now and then. And I think over time, it will definitely have been worth the money. Um, but if you don't if you don't love the way Diablo makes you feel, if you don't like grinding for loot putting that loot on and like feeling more powerful with, with each new piece of loot that you get, then it's probably not a game for you. But if you like the Diablo kind of, you know, grinding mentality, then I would say wholeheartedly, it's, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh, version of that set in New York with shooter elements. (laughs) I saw you playing with somebody on discord the other night. So is the experience much different? Like um, with yeah, the party. It, it is. So um, I, I, I happened upon uh, a guy in Discord, one of our one of our subscribers on the channel, and uh, and he he was already uh, I think level thirty plus in the dark zone. Um, oh, okay. So he was he was more experienced with the game, uh, and I enjoy it more with a game with a group. Uh, I think it's it's a lot more fun with with a group of friends. If you have a group of friends, like the division is, I think a clear buy. Especially because when you get to uh, the end game stuff, when you get to the PvP uh, in the dark zone, right. it's it's like basically when you have a group of three or four, it's way more fun because you can choose to gank people. You can like you can do all sorts of things, and you have less fear of just getting run over. Um, so yeah, I think like the the more people you have, the more fun it becomes. Um, but it was a fun enough experience, even solo. Like the 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 base game until you hit thirty really to me feels like a a single player slash co-op game um there's not like it's not it's not an mmo it's not like a massive multiplayer game it's a game with like some online multiplayer elements when you get to the kind of end game um but but you can level through the game without like basically seeing anyone else or interacting with other people at all Um, okay so yeah it's been good uh i i played basically all day yesterday and uh, and we'll see. I'll just I'm kind of waiting to see. Uh, they they have a new patch coming with uh, a thing called incursions. So I'm gonna I'm hopefully that'll be cool. Uh, but yeah, otherwise it's been it's been good. If anyone wants to play the division, I'll probably be playing some more. And uh, it's a good plug for our Discord. 
I, that's like the first time I've just randomly run into someone on Discord and ended up having you know a lot of fun uh, with uh, with a new friend. So go make friends on the KPMod Discord. Yeah, the address is really easy. It's just uh, kpmod.com slash discord, and it should go straight to our invite page. You can just accept that invite. And, um, a lot of times, there will just be random people on there. So like myself, I'll be playing Battlefield or something, which I guess I can talk about right now. Um, yeah. I played this week a ton of Battlefield. Um, um, we I'll talk about it in a bit, but I played on the community night. I played on another night. Um, I just feel like Battlefield 4, they've done such a good job. I mean, it's a little late, but they've done such a good job on balancing everything that I feel like it's really fun to play now. Um, and then, what else did I play? Oh, I got back into Rust. And then um, I saw you get back into Rust because I saw you super late night or something. I saw <laughs> yeah, Brad was... grinding away Rust. I was like, I thought he quit that game. I was going to almost message you, but I was like, he's probably like, I just imagined you, Brad, just like, <laughs> just like with powder all over your face, just like super close to your monitor playing Rust. And like, I didn't want to like really tilt you off, uh, you know, out of the world or whatever by messaging. No, I completely like, what are you doing? respect that. You know, I was, I was in the zone. I was, you know, I had been up for, 36 hours playing nothing but rest <laughs> and then um so thank you i i really appreciate that consideration scott you know anyway yeah, um, i just yeah. no yeah so that was that was pretty good um we have like a group of like 10 people or something six people that play on R- rust together and we're just trying to find a good server because right now what happens is because rust development is still in alpha and everything is kind of broken as far as like balance and stuff goes you can you can build a good base and be loaded up on stuff in just a few few days if you have enough people. Um, but the problem is some servers like wipe the servers completely. So we've been trying to find one that doesn't wipe every week. Um, so you put all this work into it, and it just you know it's gone. You know a week later, um, most of us are like college students or are pretty busy with work. So um, you know. We're just not the other neckbeards that are just sitting at home putting in hours into rest that can, like, just grind all day. So, um, so there's that. And then I've been playing a little Doom. Um, yeah, let's talk about Doom. Yeah, let's talk about it. We can. I'll go with other stuff I've been playing too at some point. But yeah, let's have that discussion. Actually, no, 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 Scott, you tell us about the other things. Should Doom, I, Doom needs to be right. our finale yeah, for that's, this section. All right, that can be okay. Yeah. So I played. Uh, I started actually. Um, they put Manhunt. Rockstar put Manhunt on the PS4. They ported it. I'd never played any of the Manhunt games. I started it. Uh, it's okay. It's kind of it kind of is monotonous and a little bit repetitive. Um, but I don't know. It kind of like you can do a bunch of different kills depending on how long you hold down the 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 buttons. And it's you know it's a stealth game. Uh, the controls are are okay. It doesn't really have too much of a story. Basically, you're a uh, convict who is supposed to be put down on death row and you wake up and then you just get put into this, you know, basically you just get told to kill for some kind of, you know, TV show or whatever you're on. Um, it's okay. Overall, uh, definitely for the time. I think it came out in 2004. That's right. But, uh, for the time, definitely pretty brutal. And a lot of the animations are, are pretty brutal. The voice acting is pretty funny. Like as you run into different, like you run into a bunch of different gangs and stuff like that. Like right now I'm playing through a section where every, there are uh, a bunch of, um, like <laughs> Nazi racist. Uh, anyway, like so, so like the stuff they'll say is pretty ridiculous. Um, but uh, it's okay. I'll definitely finish it. But uh, 
there's some really terrible mechanics. Like there's one section where you get into a crane and you're like, oh, I played GTA. I know how this goes. But <laughs> the whole mechanic is you just have a – so the crane obviously like uh, – you're supposed to use the magnet and then drag like a washing machine to crush the guys who have guns and are shooting at you. Uh, but it's just so terribly done. Yeah, it's so ter- – and they, they do it multiple times. And it's so terribly done and hard to control and like to get the thing to actually like pull the fridge along. It's not ever touching the crane. And like you have to – it was just so frustrating. Anyway, uh, got through the section, but they did it like twice. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if the game just hasn't aged all that well. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. I definitely – I know – now, that Manhunt's not banned on Twitch, but Manhunt 2 Uncut, which I don't have that copy. That's the banned one. I think that's the one that actually had, like, the adult rating. But if I can get Manhunt 2, which I think is on PC, and the mature version, I'll probably, I'll probably play that too. Yeah, be um, careful with those banned games. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I took a look at the, I took a look at the list. Uh, there's, there's a game literally on the list that has the word rape in it, and I was like, oh, I wonder why that one's banned. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that, like, it had to be banned. Like, people were like, eh. But, um trying to think what else and then obviously i played doom and uh played some played some csgo as well but uh yeah let's talk about doom let's talk about doom let's do it so doom um, i i think uh man i so i played the only uh version of it i played the the beta the closed beta for doom is out we should preface that the closed beta for doom is is available now this weekend and so a lot of people have been playing it they have two two game types they have team deathmatch and then the other one is called warpath right i think that's right yep yes so warpath is uh is like a moving uh it's like domination sort of but it's like a moving uh little zone around the map and so you've got to try and keep that zone for yourself uh so the concept seems fine um, which both Brad and I didn't realize for the longest time with that. We played that game mode. Who was it? We were playing. Uh, I, oh, I, I, we were playing played, with Nick. We were playing with Nick Fenton, believe it or not. Nick Fenton even installed the, the beta. And uh, yeah, we were playing. And, and with uh, was Mark playing too? I thought. No, that was the first night. And yeah, so we're, I'm like running around like, where the fuck is this? I'm following these arrows. I'm not like, why do I not? And then Nick was it took like, us- yeah, because it moves. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I, I when. Uh, I think I was playing with Brad, and he was like, "Yeah, the arrow is not always the fastest way to get there." Yeah, and that was like, thing too. "Wait, what?" Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just... can actually see the objective. There's a lot of shit on screen on Doom, though. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So anyway, both, Brad and I both at the same time were like, "Oh shit!" Because I actually hadn't even seen the zone, and then you can see that it's gradually moving yeah. the entire map. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can but, see like uh, the track on the ground where the zone. You know, the zone that. Uh, moves around yeah. like kind of like a train track, basically. It's basically like the, the mode in TF2, whatever. I don't know if you yeah. ever said that. But yeah. Uh, so, but the thing is with that mode. So the first night we played it, we only had like three people, I guess, Brad, when we were playing, and I was just kind of like, I don't know, it's not really that great. But then uh, the night after, Sham joined us, and it was me, Sham, Brad. Um, who else was playing with um, uh, Brim uh, Fashin, uh, right, yep. and uh, one or two other people? So we had at least five people in the party. And that game mode against like a, a good team that knows what they're doing is incredibly hype and super fun. And we were, it was like we had to remember that we eked out. Like, some really I didn't want it to time. end honestly. Like, yeah, it was it was, it was a ton really of fun. Good. It was it was so. I think that's what they made everything around. Like I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like playing that game not in a part, which I guess you could say for any game, but I, I don't know if necessarily I would have expected that to be true of a game like Doom, where it's multiplayer. I mean, I, I guess it's multiplayer, so you should have friends to play with, but like. I don't think I would really touch that game solo as much. Like TDM's okay, but um, 
in in a party, it's it's really fun. I actually really like it. But I don't know. What did you think, Brandon? What do you think I, of the mechanic so far? It's it's hard to say because it's like it feels to me it's like it's too slow. It's just it's too slow for what that game needs to be. Um, I, it felt like it felt like the Halo team tried to make a Doom game. Like that's kind of what it feels like to me. Like it's slower. Yes. It's well, it looks slower. like that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks kind of like that. Um, but also, before I forget, like the announcer voice is just a complete joke. I don't. I have no idea why they thought that announcer voice was was like the right tone to set with Doom. But yeah. it is so. It's so bad. It like it. I first heard it and I was just like, "What is the, this? This isn't a placeholder." Um, but yeah, I think the game. The game is not bad. It just seems. It seems forgettable, um, and like yeah. having having a loadout system in Doom, it just doesn't like that doesn't feel like Doom to me. Um, yes. And the and the the thing that I have the biggest problem with is the demon spawn system. <laughs> that is that yeah. it is a complete joke. Like when you so randomly in the map, uh, a a an item will spawn that allows you to turn into a demon. And in the closed beta, the only demon you can turn into is the Revenant, the one with the rocket launchers on the uh, on his shoulders. That's like in all of their marketing stuff. And yeah. that and that the the Revenant will one shot you. Period. It yep. one shots you, yep. no questions asked. Uh, it is like it is a joke. It's a joke for like competitive play. It makes the game feel. It just yeah. makes the game. It makes the skill ceiling feel so low because if the enemy team happens to to be near the random spawn for the demon, then like now you just you can't do anything against it. They are just going to control that point for for like as long as yeah, that demon it's, lives. It's so no, it's, dumb. It's totally. I totally agree. And when we were pl- when we were playing it, I was like, that thing's so dumb. They need to. I mean, I'm hoping. Like they should have options. Either they remove it altogether, or there's you join lobbies that don't have that enabled at all. Because I totally agree for the skill ceiling, it's total luck depending on where everybody spawns, who's going to get it. Like basically, the games that we lost, that that team would get that thing with that with the warpath. Yeah, they would get it every time. There's nothing you can do. It just yeah, clears everything nothing, out. There's nothing you, you can do. Like I, I mean, you can like... kill it pretty fast if you focus fire and stuff like that. But again, if somebody knows what they're doing in that yeah, thing, you have to it's hope they're so bad hard. aim because they yeah. literally will one shot anyone, and so you just have to throw bodies at it. Uh, like that that to me just feels that was like the icing on the cake that made me think like do they realize the type of game they're making like is there a direction for this game because it doesn't feel like it's not competitive and i feel that's like the best the way... point that you can make is that it well it feels like they borrowed a little bit from every single popular yeah. shooter that's out there yeah right that's what right. it doesn't feel like it has the identity that you want doom to have like doom has yeah. some of the richest heritage in shooters and they could have made this a yeah. you know a fast-paced Doom game, but they they slowed it down you know so that probably so that it works on consoles, which we'll talk about kind of in the news uh, as more yeah. of a topic of discussion. But like you can tell, the game is slowed down a little bit so that it works with a controller, um, and and like just the random demon stuff just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, well, it's, it's I don't know how they found that fun. Like that was the one piece of the game where I was like, you know what? I'm on a roll. <laughs> so, I have like a five, six kill streak, and then I die to the demon, just died to that and I thing. just had yeah. no chance. I had absolutely no chance to to kill it. Well, that's no. the problem I think with it. There's no real countermeasure because there's no. like if if somebody knows what they're doing with that, um, they have a long time in the air. They can be be up, and it's just one shot, like you said. And the rocket launcher that you get in comparison, 
Um, to what that has? Oh yeah, it does like fifty damage directly. It maybe yeah, it's it maybe definitely doesn't feel like it, but but um, but I feel like the blast radius, like where you actually hit people, is much different than you know when you're the demon or whatever. Um, it's just um, I don't There's know. A, I feel see, like a lot. The thing, like, and, and I understand like especially people watching it who haven't played it, like. I was extremely underwhelmed at first, and honestly, I mean, I don't have a ton of time. I've probably played, I don't know, I probably have like six or seven hours in it now. And even despite all of like, and, and unless I get, I mean, it's it's in beta, but and there's a lot of betas that uh, <laughs> have options like being able to turn off motion blur, which only you can only set it to low in this game, yeah. at least oh, right man. now. Yeah, all the graphic settings are totally locked down. It's basically like uh, you can change your resolution when. Um, so again, it's in it's in beta, but I mean, it's a game that's coming out really soon. Yeah, and that's. I don't understand. Not, I mean, unless it's just so fragile that they felt like they had to lock everything down super tight i mean even launching it when you first started it there was you know almost for everybody or a lot of people it put it on the wrong monitor it was like really stuttery i was like is this thing even gonna run but once it actually started running i was actually having no performance issues a lot of people with like sli and stuff were complaining that they were having issues i know hex uh, had to end up turning that off and then it was running fine but like all that being said and despite a lot of the stuff with the loadouts and stuff like that i actually don't hate the core gameplay, I feel like the, the shocking thing for me is that even though, again, like if we can talk about the Doom Identity and all that kind of stuff, and again, it was funny, Nick uh, and Brad and I were talking about when we were playing the other night, was like, I, and, and this is something I said before, like the Doom franchise, it's like maybe maybe 10 years ago that still had staying power, but I don't, I don't think the Doom name, obviously for older gamers and stuff it will, but I don't think the Doom name really, get, I, I think it's proof that they yeah. are straying from their formula and mixing in all these new kind of genre shooters that have gotten popular in the last that's 10 years like into that, Doom that is feels, proof that the name doesn't mean anything at all. It yeah, doesn't matter. Or, or at least they don't have or confidence don't. that the name means anything. That's that's the thing. It's like if any game can come out today and, and release something that is very different, I think it's Doom. Because True. like people will buy it because it's like, listen, this is different, but this is what Doom is, right? It's like it's yeah. fast-paced. This is getting back to its roots. And this this, to me, seems like a concession that they yeah. they don't want to take that risk that like mm-hmm. here let's combine let's combine some elements from all the popular shooters out there i mean like the the ending screen is like ripped from Dude. blacklight <laughs> With the, the blacklight ending screen, the intro screen is almost laughable. It looks like we're uh, Nick made the Nick, Nick made the Disney Infinity joke. <laughs> it looks like you're about to load into like a Disney Infinity with all of your colors. It's just and and so yeah, but but the very nature of them. And again, I'm not. I don't know. Like the people working on like this is what I like to believe though. I like to believe that people working on this game are like fighting, and it's like the publisher. It's on the publisher. They're like, no, you yeah, got it. You got to borrow all these elements. And they're like, no, if we're gonna make a Doom game, we need to make a Doom game. But right now, they're doing the very like by borrowing all these elements they don't have any identity at all and basically my twitch chat the entire time is just like why are you playing this like hodgepodge of all these like ideas that have already been implemented in other shooters and the the shame of it is the actual core gameplay i don't i don't hate it like again i don't think it necessarily has any kind of insane identity but when we were partied up and playing together like i was actually enjoying myself and i was like i could if there were more game modes and like they they fixed some of the stuff like i could see myself actually Doing that as a nice, like, you know, distraction from playing Counter-Strike and other stuff. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay gameplay felt tight. It didn't feel like a badly made game. It's just, it didn't feel like it has... If this was was any other game, right? If this was, like, a a brand new shooter coming out that didn't have any lore, didn't have the the heritage Mm -hmm. that Doom has, you would look at it and you'd be like, all right, that's, like, it's not bad, right? It's not a bad game. 
but it's because of the expectations that this this series has. It's like why are you why are you copying everyone else? You started it all. You started the whole shooter genre, right? Like how how are you not taking a stand here and saying like this is what Doom is? Yeah. It just doesn't feel original to me. And I don't yeah. know that like yeah. I don't know that that any amount of tuning or tweaking is going to be able to fix that at this stage because like you said that game launches very soon. Um so- yeah, something to think about also is, uh, you know, this has been in production for I don't know how long. It's gone <laughs> yeah. through so yeah. many reboots and things You've like that. You've seen multiple screenshots from projects that were abandoned and stuff to get to this you point. No, and they got acquired by, or Bethesda. I think, it, yeah, they got acquired back in 2009 or something yeah. like that. They acquired them. So, I mean, they've definitely had some time here where, um, you know that they should be able to. I would. I would think um, develop something new, um, original, and right. I just don't. I'm and just said no. It's it's yeah. Nothing about it uh, actually like actually screams that. At all. Yeah, but, it really just has the special, the demons, and <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even go as far as saying the levels, but but we only we've only yeah. seen the other dis- disclaimer here. We only have two game modes, and both yes. those game modes, we have the same two maps. That's all exactly. we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a closed beta. We were given keys. Um, you know, so it, it wasn't easy getting getting this. They're, they've been very stingent about, like, how people are getting these keys. Uh, though I heard this last weekend for some reason, if you bought something at GameStop, you got a private beta code. So I don't know what that was about. I think, I think they. this feels yeah. like something that... Uh, I think they could take a lesson from what other developers are learning is like it, the earlier you get people involved, the better off you are because either either they love it and they tell you you're on the right track or they tell you really quickly and swiftly that like this is not the game they want, but they they have it has been so locked down about this game for so long. I mean, 2 years ago at QuakeCon, they showed a trailer in in a closed right. in a closed door. They didn't even put it online. Like that's how closed down the development of this game has been, and no one has seen anything out of the multiplayer until now. Like no one has had hands on it. No one has really gotten to see it out in the wild, and yeah. n- now like it's too late to really change much. So I and just I gotta and I gotta think too that that whole lockdown thing is because they knew that they didn't really have anything around. Maybe that's the thing is like you don't know you don't know and yeah. like either they were either they knew all along this was gonna be like something weak or I I don't know. I really don't see the, I don't know. I'm sure being a fly on the wall in there, there's probably some very interesting meetings that happened. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, but yeah I think it, it, to me, it screams a company that knew they had to get this out. They already like have, you know, more or less publicly had to reset this project uh, once or more. And, and so like what you're getting to me feels like the safest thing they could have done. Yeah, which is like definitely. here we're gonna take a few things from each of these different games that had you know that has been successful, and we're gonna put them together and slap a doom skin on it. Like so, that's the other the other thing though, just to be fair, and I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. The other thing is, and this comes back to the whole idea that <laughs> excuse me, like the doom model uh, is the doom model really relevant anymore? And even in when it comes to like the the multiplayer side, uh, you know, c- could Doom release a game that was more true to 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 playing? You know, Doom way back in the day um, with the crazy weapons and all that kind of stuff. 
would would do you think they would be rewarded for that or people go that's that's not really like that's cool it's cool for what it is but if i want to play a do i i almost don't feel like again i think they're way too safe on the expectation side with this but i also don't know if it's fair to be like if they just made the i don't know if people know the doom game that they wanted do you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know if that formula still holds up anymore maybe and, but i think the only like i think in this day and age why create a multiplayer if you don't think that it's going to have long yeah. lap, like longevity yeah and the way sure. that you create longevity especially when you are when you already have an existing brand like that is you want to make it competitive you want it to mm-hmm. be something that people want to play and true like you look at uh you look at like overwatch for instance overwatch comes out and there are like pro teams trying to assemble before the true. game's even released now granted like doom can't expect to have that happen but I think that's what that's the lens you have to look at it through is like Doom Doom has the potential to revitalize, you know, a, a, the Quake style of gameplay, but it didn't. It just frankly is yeah. not going to do that. Well, and I think it risks turning into another forgettable multiplayer experience where even if they had gone if they had taken a risk and made it faster and different, even if it ended up being like a forgettable experience, then like whatever, right? At least you tried it. At least you. I, I think this yeah. way ensures that it stays in like that kind of mediocre state where like you know maybe a few thousand people are playing, but nothing really takes off. You're yeah. not going to have any pro scene. But if you go and take take some of those take risks, risk. yeah. maybe you maybe it, you make a good enough product and it's a different enough experience that like people do start organizing around it and that community does grow and thrive. Yeah. Um. Like that's just it feels so safe to me that I think people are going to just forget about it and move on. No, hundred percent. I, and I think the sad thing is like this basically, and again, I'm, this is somebody I actually like, like I probably like this more than maybe Brandon does. And I, I think Brad likes it at least in the team aspect that we've played like quite a bit. And <laughs> this is me as somebody that actually likes, again, I think it could be, I think it could be better, but actual, if I'm playing the core game, I enjoy it. I think this will be the last time we see the Doom name on anything in a long because I don't I don't think it's going to sell well and I and I think people are going to like you said are going to forget about it and I give this thing maybe three or four days on Twitch. Well, I mean, before it's gone, I think, I think we'll see. Like I'm still I'm we'll still see. betting on the single player part of Doom because the, well, the game okay, that they've true. built the game that they've built and all of the criticisms that I have currently about their closed beta are are strictly around like. Multiplayer. True. Issues. You're talking about right. Talking about uh, multi. Right. Yes. So if it is still possible for them to redeem themselves in a way that um, that like the Wolfenstein team did, right? right. Saying right. we're not even going to have a multiplayer, you know. And I think back at the time, I'm sure if you go back and listen to those podcasts, I'm pretty sure I said like that's crazy, right? Wolfenstein has this strong multiplayer heritage. Why would you not make a new multiplayer for Wolfenstein? But then they put out like an amazing story-driven Wolfenstein game. And it all made sense. Where now, with Doom, like maybe the multiplayer, they didn't cancel it, right? But maybe that's like not the star of the show. Maybe the single player is really the star of the show. And if that's the case, yeah. then okay, great. It's just like, it's it's unfortunate that this is the first, this is like the first tr- true gameplay we're seeing from Doom. Yeah. And I think that people are going to look at it and be like, like you said, Scott, if they're not, if you're not in your late 20s or, or above... You yeah. don't necessarily know the Doom name, right. and so like I'm I'm worried that a lot of people are going to watch this. You know, they're going to tune in on Twitch. They're going to see someone playing Doom, and they're going to be like, "All right, that I mean, that looks fine, but I don't really need that game." Right, exactly. It doesn't stand out or anything. Yeah, I think I think for me to really enjoy it, speed definitely needs to be increased. Like I just the fact 
it's so slow for me just to get from A to B. And yeah, um, it is. And I don't know if that's also just the size of the maps because sometimes, like, well, yeah, but you can go a long so, time without seeing somebody, even if you're trying to. So the maps are made up of what twelve people. So mm-hmm. you know both sides. So it's um, you could go a while without seeing somebody. Like no, you at really can. Point. Like there's and, there's times where we're just like, where is everybody? I feel I feel like I'm yeah losing my mind and this is what i wanted to get into where i think i think it's because they're really developing for all platforms rather than just just be segway yeah so that's segue yeah i really think it is slow because they don't want to develop something that's unplayable on the console and i i think um making it faster would make it unplayable on on a controller I, i i really do like i haven't tried it on a controller but yeah. I think getting any faster, it, it would be rough. But on PC, though, I would definitely welcome um, an increase in speed. But I think the reason we're not going to see that is because they're not going to separate or do different balances for the platforms. And I think uh, our next thing is um, Overwatch. They're, Overwatch, it's coming out. It's still closed beta. Um and their dev, according to an interview on YouTube that they did, um, one of the devs, they said that they're going to be balancing separately for the console, um, consoles and PC. So the new heroes are going to be tested internally first. Um, the consoles are going to get something different than what PC is going to get. And I think I think speed is definitely going to be something that we're going to we're that's going to be influenced by that. Um, and I wish doom would maybe take that kind of approach. Um, if that was really what was keeping them from increasing the speed. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. If they're on the same, you know, of the same mindset, you know, then maybe that's why we're looking at the game we're looking at right now. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like the, I think the few times that I've really seen a title try to optimize for both, uh, like console and MPC with the same, uh, you know, with just like the same, making one game that tries to appeal and work for both. I can't think of like a, a real success there. Like I actually, mm. I think back to uh, Tribes Ascend, actually the menus in Tribes were these big buttons that made no sense at all <laughs> on a PC, but you could just tell right. that like they were there because the thought was probably that, hey, if we do decide to release this on console, like let's think about before before we even are on a console. Let's think about the interface a console would need, and mm-hmm. uh, and like that was just one small thing. But Tribe to Send never came out on console, and and then like in the in its whole lifetime, it just annoyed PC players because there's these right. big buttons. There's like a whole bunch of options that you have to scroll down, you know, and like it's taking up all of this screen real estate with these massive buttons and massive text that just don't make any sense on a PC monitor. And that's like one, just one small example where we're, we're talking more about the balancing of the gameplay and how that works. But I think the concept is the same, like trying to make something that's going to appease to both PC and console equally and work the exact same way is really hard, if not almost impossible to do. Uh, and, and like, I think we see that with Doom, where there probably yeah. is a desire to make make one game that is going to work for both console and PC audiences. And so the concession you have to make is to slow the game down because you could never play Quake. You could never play Quake on a console. You could never play CS on a console. 
Like the those games don't work well without a mouse and keyboard and the dexterity required there. But yeah. you look at a game like Doom, and like I could see where Doom is is kind of slow enough that it would work with a controller. Um, and I think Overwatch Overwatch is like pretty sensitive to this thing too because Overwatch is clearly targeted at consoles. Um, but so far, their PC experience has been really good, and it sounds like they are open to treating the console version as a different game, you know, in, in some respect, to make sure that they don't water down the PC experience. Yeah, they said, they said directly here, we don't want to do anything that would harm PCs because of console tuning. And there's been a lot of unease about iPlay on this platform, which means the other one is going to ruin it for us, and we wouldn't do that. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think from a development standpoint, it's probably expensive to do this route. But to really have a successful game, I think they don't really have much of a choice. Um, and, and at least these type of game genres where, uh, I don't know, like speed could be in play here. Where it'd be unplayable on a console, but it'd be playable on a PC and vice versa. So Yeah, I think you have to be willing to... Obviously, Blizzard has the resources to invest in, you know, kind of a different balancing team, perhaps different development teams that support the console and PC versions separately. Um, you know, it's not cheap to do this right, to do this in, you know, in the best way. Uh, so I could see why very few studios do that. You know, they basically take take the PC version and port it to a console to the best of their ability, and that's pretty much it. Uh, but I think it does have the chance to to really water down the PC experience. Um, but getting getting both of the versions right, I think probably does take a lot of resources. It takes more right. people. It, t- it just takes, it takes an investment that I think you probably, it's probably a hard decision to make unless you have an Overwatch-sized budget, frankly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense, like you're saying, why, why most development houses and stuff and companies are not going to do are just not going to spend the resources on it because it's going to be too much. But, but I, I, I just, do think man, it's something that we just have to live with now. I think you know, just, it's funny, releases. though, because like I, I feel like id and Bethesda and ZeniMax, like that, you know, that company, they do have the resources. You would think they do have the resources. Oh, they do definitely that. do, I think. So that's why like I feel like Overwatch stands in stark contrast to something like Doom, where Overwatch is, at least they're saying all the right things, um, and I don't feel like the Doom team is is going to do that at all. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't. I don't feel that way. Having played the yeah. beta, having seen them keep things under wraps for so long, um, it's just like it's such stark difference. And uh, and I think it'll probably like it, it will definitely bear out. Like I think that Overwatch could be a big console title specifically because of of this kind of thinking. That like the console audience, the people playing on controllers, the people that play games primarily on their console, it's a different group of people, largely. You know, yeah. so like you have to you have to cater to them if you want that platform to take off in the same way. Um, so, yeah, good on them. There you go. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely. I mean, just even we'll move on here. But just even thinking about like, will I? Like what I buy do like I guess it'll a lot of it will hinge on like you said the single player. It's all the single um, player for me. If I buy that yeah. game after this point, if it was only multiplayer, I would probably just skip it. Uh, but the single player experience, like I have high hopes for, just because the I, I think being being in development for that long, they have had a long time to try and get the single player right. And frankly, that's like what Doom 
is really known for uh, is is their single player stuff. So I mean, Doom Three like didn't really even have a multiplayer to speak of. So right, that's my true. my hope is that that story is good, that the gameplay is good, and Doom is one of the few games that I'll pay sixty dollars for a single player game. Yeah, if it if it's good, right. And if you look at the sorry to cut back to Doom, but if you look at the Steam page, it's like definitely advertising like the single player campaign and stuff. Sure. I I don't really see much of the multiplayer, but um, sure. I'm I'm excited to see what the updates show. But anyways, back to the news. Yep. So there you go. Um, all right, we got to talk about this. Obviously, as uh, there was a major, you know, the first North American major going on in Columbus all this week. A bunch of people in the chat were actually there, including uh, I'll just shout some of them out. Not so be heard was there. I think to hit him, quit him. Anybody I'm missing. Yeah, and the reason several, I mentioned this. Several KB Mod hoodie same, and t-shirt yes, spotting. I think, I think to hit him, quit him was wearing a KB Mod um, hoodie. The there may have been logo. more. Yeah, with the old one. Um, and I have to shout this out because not so in, and the crew that were there. Uh, I, I, all of a sudden my, my feed starts blowing up because I started watching a little bit later today. My feed starts blowing up and I'm like, what is going on? And everyone, <laughs> and then I get sent this picture of Natsu and the crew holding up a sign when they got cut to in the crowd. And it just says, um, inbox APL on written on a whiteboard. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my God, did you guys see the inbox APL sign? It was, uh, oh, Chorbs and uh, Nick BA were there too. That's right. So uh, anyway, uh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, I got a huge chuckle out of it. I watched the live cap and stuff. Went back and <laughs> and they really did. So there you go. Putting putting the inbox meme out there for uh, 1.3 million people watching. I thought was pretty uh, was pretty clever. But uh, but yeah, man, the crowd uh, for the first North American major was incredible. There were great signs going on um, all all throughout. Obviously, uh, Luminosity Gaming ended up taking it. Um, I thought it was really well deserved. And you know, but the 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 huge story was the at least for me was the Team Liquid collapse against again the ultimate champions and and well deserved uh, they just played an incredible tournament, but you know up fifteen nine and fifteen seven or was it or six respectively, and then Brad uh, unable to close out game point for so many rounds. Uh, and before this even started, I I was trying not to get too emotionally invested. Um, you know, um, even, even with like, I don't know, even with the Fnatic win and then Fnatic going out to Astralis, I was still like, you know, I was like, wow, like there's no team left here that hasn't, uh, that has actually won a major. I was trying to stay in my cold hearted heart shell. And I, I started believing, I started believing they started going up a Mirage. I was like, oh, this could happen. And then they get to 15 to seven and I'm like, wow, they're definitely going to win this. Oh my they, god! Fifteen nine, fifteen six. That's what it was. It was fifteen map points uh, for them to to take those two games, and I mean it was just brutal. And and when it started happening at fifteen six, I literally was making joke tweets. Like I didn't think there was any way it could happen. On that was it Mirage? It was the Mirage game. I was like, there's no way. I mean, LG again. I thought they were going to win the series overall, but I didn't think it was going to be a two zero, and definitely not in the fashion that it happened. And I was like, it's happening again, dude. Making all the memes, <laughs> and it was just round after round after round. Not to mention Cold Zera with the most probably one of the most insane clips you will ever see in any Counter Strike ever. But getting basically at fifteen six, holding the B bomb site, holding um, B halls. On Mirage, with uh, hits starts off with you know a nice scope shot, jumps up, no scope, double into that, a quick scope as someone is coming down at him for the four K. That was like one of the most disgusting shots 
in Counter Strike Un- history. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, in straight up Counter Strike history. I don't think you'll ever see. I mean, not that you won't see plays that are on par with that, but that's I can't really think of anything that's on, that's on par with that. When you also put in the story of basically that's what saved that's, that they just rallied from that and won two zero and came back like that started everything and they went up went on to win the win the tournament. So and uh, five hundred thousand dollars. So. Just incredible, but I mean, the major production was incredible. Um, uh, there was very little downtime in between. The the analyst desk was great. I thought the casting was great. Um, there were no major production problems. There were so many amazing games, lots of surprises, so many upsets. I mean, it really had everything. I don't know if there will ever be a major as amazing as um, this this major. I mean, the bar has been set extremely high. I, I don't, um, and you know, North America should get a major every every year, and MLG frankly should for how well uh, they pulled everything off in in Columbus. What were you guys' thoughts on what you saw, though, and what you watched? I, know. I'm just I mean, I think the – I agree with you. The The production, everything seemed great. The crowd – I think the crowd was obviously very into it uh, during all the games involving North American teams and especially the, the Liquid game. I mean, every time Team Liquid's getting a kill, the crowd is just going wild. Uh, and I think yeah. that's, that's – uh, like, th- there's something about that that you always get with sports games because there's always, yeah. like, a local team playing in a sports game. Exactly. Um, where sometimes in esports you don't get that because if an EU audience is watching two NA teams, you know, there's just, like, yeah, it's a little bit quieter there in the stands. So this is one of the one of the times that I've seen just just insanity going on in the crowd. Um, and I think they, the, they benefited from a ton of great games. I mean... A ton of good storylines. Uh, I think the, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, because I think a lot of us were rooting for uh, for Liquid yes, being the absolutely. North American team. But uh, but I mean that comeback by Luminosity uh, and then going on to win it all. I mean Luminosity winning against Navi, who's you know a storied team. Like Navi's got a bunch of yep. a bunch of wins under their belt. Um, I think just incredible stuff all around. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And, and like you said, yeah, just well run. Like I think it, it shows, uh, it shows it does set the bar I think for future events and uh, and especially with all the like you look at that and I I, I just kept thinking all throughout uh, a lot of that broadcast like a lot of times this looks good enough to be on television absolutely and that's not like the goal but like just in no. terms of the production value sure. right like you think about the, the just the professionalism of the way an NBA game looks or an NFL game. Yeah. I felt the same way about about this. The stage looked great. The production was great. Everything looked like you know what this is TV quality. It doesn't matter that it's not that it's on the internet, but like the quality is there yep. to where you know you could show you could show people that aren't familiar with esports and they would get drawn in just because of you know because of the storylines because of the production. So, yep, I thought the player pieces that they did uh, for the most part were yeah, really really solid. Are, awesome background on the players. Yeah, um, and that's that's something that's so and that's what important. you have to do. You have to do sports. that. You have to build story. You yeah. have to do that. Like that's I think that was the the thing for me is the building of that story over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of like again it shows that that is what's important in a in a major like this like a global major. You've got to build up that story that it is like you know the the kind of up and coming Brazilian team. Versus versus Navi like the stalwarts in the scene, uh, I think that that's what real sports does so well, and esports is like is is finally getting to that point where they're yep. seeing that you've got to build these storylines and you have to have that background to make it interesting for people that don't follow Counter Strike day in and day out. Exactly, and that's I mean I talked about this before when uh, it wasn't the major it was the tournament before this, um, 
But my when my parents were getting involved because of again production, the stories they were asking me stuff. I mean, I wish I wish I had been home so they could have watched the major because they would have even been more invested yeah. seeing the player pieces and all that kind of stuff. But absolutely, I mean it, and I, I totally agree. A um, little anecdotal from Chorbs here because he was at the event. Everything in the arena was amazing too. At one point, there was a camera crane that was blocking our view, and we tweeted at MLG Adam, who's the event organizer. A lot of people know him. He, and uh, and within one minute, he was over there talking to the cameraman. So like like the attention to detail. Uh, as well for like the the people that were actually in the stadium um, in the nationwide arena and stuff like that like it just um, MLG just absolutely absolutely killed it so um, I, again I think the bar has been set extremely high and also just not and not anything that MLG could control but just the way that this panned out and and the storylines and the teams that ended up being in the in the final four and uh, you know and then the games that you had and you had like these just incredible you know the liquid drama and stuff it's just yeah, you I don't could, know. You like, couldn't ask for a better storyline to unfold that that sort of completed everything yeah. else. If if it had been, if the production and all of that had been good, and then the games were kind of predictable, you know, it would have been fine. But I think like the games really showcased the fact that this was like one of the best events I think that that the CS totally. scene has ever seen. Yep. And you know, and what a, I mean, they you know, and that was a lot of responsibility. First one million dollar major for CS:GO, and you know, they they lived up to it, and so that's no. That's no small task. So definitely going to be excited. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking Valve had to be really happy with how everything went. They had Valve employees and stuff there, uh, you know, and monitoring it. But uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, North America with uh, with a major every year would definitely be. Uh, I think I, I think I, I think we deserve it after how, you know, the crowd and everybody showing up and the, the stadium being packed and all the tickets they sold. And especially like the hype, even, you know, all the casters and stuff were saying, you know, just very like I mean, obviously you had the home field advantage with the whole liquid thing. And stuff like that, but uh, I think it really, well, I mean, you know, they, it showed that the scene is like is developed and, and continuing to grow huge in the U.S. They got that many people to go to Columbus, Ohio, so <laughs> that's already that's impressive exactly. enough. Exactly. I think I really want to see. I brought this up before. I think I want to see like the international for CS:GO, where yeah, the I fans agree. fund this huge event um, in promise, or I don't know if it's really a promise, but. It, it, it basically in return for like things the fans have been wanting to see from CSGO in a long time. I think that'd be huge, but um, I'd love to see that. So that feels and like also, that's, that's got to be the next step, right? I mean, I think as the production value increases and the prize keeps increasing, like I, I see no reason for them not to, to, to have some, you know, international style event. That's really like the grand finals. I think the the, it just, it seems, seems obvious to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I can only, yeah, I agree with both of you. I, I can only hope that's the next step. Also, viewer record broken 1.3 million across all like the platforms and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, broke the record previously set, which is awesome. And so, I mean, again, I like sometimes I like even just talking about this, like I, I, I have to go, I have to go back to like CSGO five years ago when it came out. And like, I even came across some of my old beta videos and like the game was so fucking terrible it was truly like people don't even people still comment on those videos and so when i go to my youtube to check comments i see them and people are like this is the game that and csgo is not a perfect game there's still things that you know like there's even stuff that happened like where grenades like we're doing no damage and like there's a lot of things that need to be need to still be worked on but to see where counter-strike just not even go but i mean obviously with go but has come I just, I don't know, man. Like, I get emotional thinking about it. It's crazy. It's insane. I never would have guessed that from this shit that was CSGO five years ago to where we are now, like, that this could ever happen. So it's it's a treat. Like, I'm super glad, like, my favorite game of all time is, uh, 
you know, Counter Strike across even all versions. But and I and I think CS:GO is probably my favorite, my favorite Counter Strike. I can say that. So, really, really cool. Um, and uh, all right, we also we've got to we've got to address. We're going to do some April Fool's recap because obviously uh, April first was two days ago. And uh, all the you know all the companies, uh, all the tech companies, and any you know they like to get a little zany and uh, do some zany jokes. Zany is a good word for it. <laughs> zany is the word that I would use. <laughs> and uh, there's a bunch of ones that were kind of forgettable, but there's one Brandon that you put in here, but we have to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that was was so Gmail. Like normally, April Fools is just is just like you want to do something that's like harmless. And funny, and like maybe you know, it gets people's attention, but it doesn't actually really affect anyone, uh, you know, because like a bad April Fool's joke right. can can like really you know can hurt people's experience for one day out of the year, uh, and so like you know, a service like Gmail, uh, I would say that that's pretty important to a lot of people. Like if you use Gmail, uh, it's probably not like a joking thing to mess with the Gmail interface, you know, uh, right. But so the the Gmail uh, April Fool's Day joke was maybe maybe the worst April Fool's like tech April Fool's Day joke of all time. I I have not I cannot remember an April Fool's Day joke that has like had more real life consequences than this yes. one. So yes. the feature was a Gmail mic drop, and what it did was it replaced the send an archive button in Gmail, which is next to the regular send button. It replaced the send an archive button with a send and mic drop button, which if you clicked it, would send an email, it would reply to the thread, with a minion's gif of a minion dropping a microphone, and it would mute the thread after that. <laughs> so you were mic dropping in the thread, and it would mute the thread so that you oh. see, so that responses to that thread do not go into your inbox. Yes. And it so was... It's, yeah, it was the send... So the send and archive button right. was replaced with send and mic drop. It wasn't wasn't misplaced or put somewhere else. It was literally replaced with the mic drop. Um, yes, which caused a lot of confusion, which we will talk about here. Yeah, so so that's like bad enough. I think just as a as a thought, like injecting a GIF into an email as an April Fool's Day joke seems seems like a dubious proposition at best. Yeah. But but no, so they replaced a, a an element of their interface that people probably interact with every day. I mean, sending and, an and use muscle memory, yeah. right, to even and interact. It's, yeah, the button was like orange. It's like I mean, right. it's a the button stands out. Um, and so it was not long. So they they released this uh, from what I could tell, like late night, uh, you know, some like nine or ten p.m. Pacific. I think like it it had gone live before April Fool's Day was officially started in the U.S. By the time I woke up on April Fool's Day, they had already reverted it uh, because <laughs> there were uh, a few stories of people like getting fired. Uh, I think which one? Uh, this one. There was one where a writer, uh, yeah, a writer like basically got fired or like lost his his job because a, he had sent edits to his to his editor or his boss and accidentally sent with the mic drop and like yes. they took offense to it and didn't realize and it. didn't didn't realize it and like you know obviously it, it's just such a it's such an in, <laughs> inflammatory thing that like accidentally sending a mic drop gif could be depending on the situation could just blow up right in your face obviously um i 
Yeah, the one the one with the guy who was like he hadn't he was looking for a job basically, and he had been looking for a job for a long time. Finally, had an interview and was like further along in the process, and <laughs> accidentally hits the button, and you know essentially is like, well, uh, you know, people were saying if you can and do it, and uh, I just I'll just read what he said. This is from Justin. Boxel. He said, I just sent off an email with my resume to the first person who wanted to interview me in months. I clicked the wrong button and sent it with the mic drop. Well, I guess I'm not getting that job. Words cannot describe how pissed off I am right now. I'm actually shaking. One click, one click, and I lost the job. God damn it. Not funny, Google. I'm going to go cry now. Now, again, that's, you know, would he have gotten the job? Who knows? Uh, maybe, you know, almost, you know, maybe the person had a sense of humor and would have, but probably not. That's not what you want to be sending to a potential but- employer. There's so. there's other scenarios too, like this funeral home accidentally was sending it to people. So we're very sorry to hear the tragic loss of your daughter. Your brother-in-law Louis suggested we reach out to you to begin funeral arrangements. And so at the top, they had the minion post the gif with the drop the mic. It's like, uh, oh, oh man. And apparently there was also uh, there was also a bug with with yes. the April Fool's joke. Where if you sent, if you clicked it before entering any recipients, it would give you an error because you can't send an email to no one. But exactly. then if you stayed in that window and added recipients, whatever, and used the normal send button, it would still send the mic drop. Like they, yep. there was a QA problem that would even if you knew you like you could still accidentally send this stupid minions gif. Just all around, I mean, like one of the one of the worst ideas ever. I, I'm. This should give you hope that, like, even a company as large as Google, which presumably has, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of approval the Gmail team has to launch a feature, yeah. but even a company like Google can make something that is so remarkably dumb. Like, I can't imagine how bad that team feels, but I also can't imagine how you approve this in any way. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, some people just said that, like, Google does not give a flying fuck. And, I mean, maybe that's... <laughs> I mean, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I mean, they did they did rescind on it at some point, but part of me is like, I don't know. Like, how does this get how does this get passed? You know. And again, well, someone also said, "Well, minions ruin everything," and I I do agree with that. Yeah, it's but not even a good gif. It's like, yeah, user, it's not. There like, could have been better. You could have done a non minions gif. There is something about a minions gif that just screams, "I don't care about." You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking because they were. Um, like who uses Gmail for anything other than not business related things other than like maybe to talk to my grandma or something. But like right. seriously, like it just seems Oh, there are a ton what of was the logic? Use, there are a ton of people that use Gmail for business. Well I that's mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like the sole purpose for most people. Like, yeah. Who uses so like why would you yeah, risk anyway. But because they, they can, because no what are people gonna do? Go use fucking Yahoo Mail? I'm not. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Again, like, part of it is that Google is, and they're so intrinsically, they're just so intrinsic to everybody's, like, daily life. Like, everybody has a Gmail, unless, like, you're, you know, like, on Hotmail or something from, that's even still exists. Uh, so, I, like, par- partially they can kind of do this kind of half-assed April Fool's and cost people potential jobs, whatever, and just be like, oh, sorry, guy. well, whatever. I mean, I bet, what are you going to do? But I bet they really regret, I mean, like. I'm sure. Like, I would hope. It's such a. April Fool's Day is one of those things where not doing something on April Fool's, no one's going to care. Like, it doesn't matter. But if you do something on April Fool's, you can... It's basically like 
always negative. It's either people don't care or like you do right. something dumb and people report on how dumb it was. That's true. Like there was no risk to not doing something on April Fools, but they actually like put in developer time to build this stupid feature that ended up like causing all of these issues. Amazing. Definitely amazing. We'll just we can hit up some of these other ones. There was the Razor Project Breadwinner, which was a toaster uh, that came out a day. The other thing was so Nick was running on this because this came out, and a lot of these came out the day before it was even April a- yeah. April Fools. And yeah, that did is not unacceptable. March had thirty one days. Yeah, that is unacceptable, and that's obviously <laughs> to just try to get into the news cycle and stuff like that. But seriously. Uh, I'm I'm agreeing with Nick Fenton on this because he was talking about my street. Like, just fuck off with that. Like, that is too much. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, the Pornhub turned into Cornhub is was actually that's, fantastic. see that's funny. That's that was funny. hilarious. <laughs> yes, um, I think that's probably on the, the best one. Yes, hot young um, corn gets. <laughs> yeah, the, the, if you haven't seen that one, I don't know if you link that in the chat, but you should. But yeah, you should check out what uh, <laughs> check out Cornhub. It was actually really. Really well done. That, and that one that one didn't hurt anybody. It was just a, a nice laugh. Um, you know, you could still find your porn if you had to. I mean, and I, uh, I bet there's a certain a certain number of people with a specific fetish that were actually incredibly pleased. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> I know, yeah. Who, who I want to know the percentage of people that just straight up jerked off to yeah, what whatever was directly in front of them after this prank. Probably I want to see their traffic graphs for April first and see if yeah. like the Midwest had a surge. <laughs> <laughs> all the corn states man <laughs> huge huge uptick in traffic oh that's funny um what else um i don't know oh yeah i didn't see the witcher what's the witcher one they had a wild hunt roach dlc i didn't see oh i didn't see that yeah so they have this like horse in the game and yeah. it's just they were just making fun on the all the bugs and stuff the horse has as uh, like okay. a separate dlc for the game um and they actually said that they modeled it with like real people and so they had like the the fake horse horse uh, mask on and stuff like that. It was it's super funny, worth watching. Um, whoa, it already has almost a million views on yeah, YouTube. That, Sorry. Uh, and then um, let's see, what are the other ones? Linus Tech Tips temporarily became yeah. Nvidia Tech Tips. Um, <laughs> and then uh, speaking of Nvidia, they did a energy drink that had 980 milligrams of caffeine (laughs) but um yeah and that was yeah that was that was kind of the notable ones at least but yeah april fool's day maybe maybe the worst day to be on the internet just the worst it is actually the worst it's horrible it's horrible um all right well let's get into a few uh quick hits here brandon i'm gonna let you take these two but we we have talked about this about the universal windows app and just basically just some news about microsoft acknowledging some issues yeah so uh the first couple quick hits here are from uh the microsoft build conference which normally is not uh super relevant to like gaming uh or the stuff we talk about uh but did have a couple of notable items uh here for us that that people might be interested in uh so we've talked about kind of the xbox universal windows platform and uh and some some of the problems with that uh they've promised to support so in in the build conference uh, they promised to support modding and overlays and G-Sync and FreeSync, uh, like getting rid of uh, forced V-Sync and things like that. Um, they didn't. They didn't go into a ton of detail, but they sort of made a made a promise to people that they're to, to the developers. It's a developer-driven conference. Um, that's the main audience. Uh, they talked about you know more things they're going to allow in the Universal Windows platform. 
so basically, I, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like this is not the final time we'll talk about this, and I think it'll become a, a bigger deal as as you know games come out on the Windows Store, um, and and kind of as they try and ratchet up the Windows Store as like a marketplace. I think this will be relevant to us. So hopefully, the uh, their promises become become reality, and they actually focus on fixing yeah. the things that are currently like horribly uh, just yeah just don't they just don't work basically. Yeah. Hashtag promises is the headline for, for what basically <laughs> that entire conference was. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the second piece that uh, is not immediately applicable to um, to gaming, but I think is is pretty big news for like development in general and, and could end up being a, you know, a bigger deal for gaming, uh, is that Windows, uh, Microsoft is bringing uh, Bash and the Linux command line to Windows 10, which uh, like to anyone... To anyone in the development space, that they would recognize what that means. That that's uh, that's like a huge deal for Microsoft to be bringing in uh, Bash instead of like right now you use uh, PowerShell or the command prompt. But Bash is uh, is like you know that's that's what Unix has. That's what a lot of developers are familiar with. Um, and so Windows bringing that uh, could be a pretty big deal. Um, I think it could it could end up driving. Uh, more developers to use Windows because, like, right now a lot of development uses uh, Mac or Linux, and uh, so anyway, Microsoft's uh, making a big play to become more cross-platform, uh, more compatible. Which uh, you know they're getting their lunch eaten by uh, by Linux and Mac, uh, you know, in terms of their growth. So, uh, so those are both pretty cool things. Uh, if you're if you're a developer, I think. Either of those things might be interesting to you. I don't know how many developers listen to the podcast, but uh, but there's your your weekly you know three minute snippet developer corner. There you go. It, well, I just threw this in, but I I just remembered this morning that the Steam like um, results came back saying that Windows 10 is now the most used OS um, on the Steam platform, um, which I think is the first time that's happened. But with Windows kind of almost forcing some people to like upgrade or unexpectedly upgrading them. That was kind of expected, but I think um, it's interesting to see so many people now on the same platform and Microsoft really kind of aiming for those people, man. I want to meet the guy who's on windows Vista 32 bit, the point (laughs) 0.24% or 0.24%. Sorry. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. God damn it. But uh, uh, yeah, I think it, it's uh, it's interesting that they're they're making some different plays with Windows 10, and uh, and I like doing development work, bringing Bash to Windows. I think could unify. Like right now, a lot of people have a gaming PC, and they might have some other you know some other PC, a Linux or Mac laptop for development work. Uh, I would I think they're probably trying to unify that and make Windows 10 that one stop shop where you know you do your gaming, you do development, you can do. You know all the different things, and the only way they can do that is by you know becoming more friendly to to the uh, the kind of platform features that people like on other platforms. All right, and I, I've said this many times, but they will pry Windows Seven out of my cold dead hands, which is probably I'm yeah. just going to wake up one day and it's just going to have they're going to you're going to you will accidentally upgrade to Windows. I know 10. they I are know. already that, that, some of that stuff. I know it's happening, man. I know people accidentally clicking clicking upgrade and then it's done. There's no going back. I'm not. I've I've been successfully like 
being very been very careful with that, but we'll see. I know it's one of nice. these days you'll hit the space bar accidentally at the <laughs> I, wrong time. I know you'll have uh, Windows 10. Oh, god. All right. Um, in other quick hit news, Dark Souls 3, uh, a Dark Souls 3 speedrun record has already been set, and right now the current time is under it's under two hours. Now, again, this game's not even available in uh, in the U.S., and I'm assuming again, I don't know. I don't. I think the speed run time was set by somebody in Japan, but again, I I'm just judging from the name. Don't call me a racist. Jung Ho Min. He managed to beat the game in a fraction, uh, in one uh, one hour forty two minutes and ten seconds for Dark Souls three, which uh, seems that pretty game impressive. It's not even out in the U.S. It's not even out in the U.S. though. So, um, which is apparently uh, PC Gamer had reported on a couple days earlier. Oh, he had a previous world record of 156.10 only two days earlier. So I guess the same guy. He broke his own record by quite a bit of time. Uh, so there you go. Um, that is crazy stuff. That's pretty cool. He's uh, running time against himself. But I, Katie's not here to, to just gush over this news because I know he's a huge Dark Souls fan. But uh, it's pretty cool. I love watching Dark Souls speedruns even though I don't really play the franchise every time. Uh, yeah, know. I just watch it and I just know I'd get... <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate like the first level ten minutes or skill. Yeah, yeah so. I'm not sure. Like that, uh, it's amazing to me how quickly incredible speedruns get set, even after a, a game launches. I mean, the game is not is only out in like one territory, and it's only been out for a little while now, and already there's like a world class speedrun time exactly. for that game. And I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to get faster, but like that's just amazing to me that any any game coming out now, it's like there's. There's an incredible, unbelievable speed run, like within a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it is pretty unreal, and I I think we're gonna see nothing but more and more speed runs as the community grows as well. So um, I'm excited to see uh, once it gets to our our territory, just how uh, low we have to offer and like how fast we do it and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm being told. Chat's telling me that it, that sounds like a Korean name, or he's South Korean. I don't, I don't have the actual data here, but there you go. I'll, I'll just defer to Chat. Chat's never wrong, so <laughs> just, just assume that that's what it is. Um, all right, let's get into some new releases here. This kind of goes hand in hand, though, uh, with what we were talking about earlier with the April Fool's stuff. Um, yeah, this is a great April Fool's joke. Yeah, this, this is the like, best type of April Fool's joke here. Yeah. So, uh, Super Truck is super hot, but with trucks, and basically that was. Uh, developers of Super Hot put out this on April 1st, this game called Super Truck. And it's actually something that you can download for free. That exists. Um, and it actually turns out that it's um, it's actually an ad, kind of, for a game that's going to be coming out called, what was it? Called, it's called Cluster, Cluster Truck. Truck. Yeah. Called Cluster Truck, yeah. Uh, by Landfall Games. And uh, But but the actual, tra- I, haven't, I haven't played the, the Super Truck uh, April Fool's joke game, but it actually watching the trailer look it looks incredible. It looks really yeah. cool, actually. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's kind of like, like a runner it, kind of game. It was like an April Fool's joke, except it's a yeah. real thing that you can play, and it's like, haha, that's kind of funny. But it's actually a real game. Um, so that I, that's the that's the gress, the greatest type of April Fool's joke. Like make something that actually brings joy to someone's day instead of just like you know faking that you're pregnant. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, wow. Is that, that a was, joke you got? Speaking from some personal no, experience. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just saying that's like that's like a common thing. Like, haha, I got pregnant. Or yes. like, haha, we're engaged. And I think I saw I saw something on my Facebook feed that was like someone had gotten engaged. And then I think like you know, again, a lot of people just logging into Facebook, they're not thinking about the date, and so True. they just like True. I think there were a lot of like congratulations messages. 
all sorts of like you know high praise, people happy, and then afterward they have to if say you, like, oh, actually yes. we're not like it was April Fools, and thanks for like everyone's support, but we're actually not getting married. And it's just if, like if you why? do honestly, if you are somebody that actually does that, you need you just need to stop. Like you need to get your life together. Like that is you are mentally sick in the head if you're doing the fake <laughs> engage. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say I didn't have any of my friends actually do that, but. Honestly, like, get a fucking life. It just makes me, like, why do you want to bring all of that work on yourself? Yeah, it's so much work undoing this stupid thing that you did. Validation, validation, Brad, to see how many people would actually fall for it and then be happy. I guarantee you. It's fucking retarded. That's gross. Anyway, um, yeah, it's gross. Anyway, Super Truck, not gross. And I'm going to play this game because the trailer is actually pretty great. Um, yeah, the trailer is fantastic. Obviously, if you're an audio listener, you cannot see it. I don't know really. Obviously, it's the same mechanic as obviously once you move, nothing moves unless you move. But it kind of look and you basically just got try to stay alive on top of the trucks. Yeah, right. Just like, as it like gets crazy, it's like jumping on top of trucks. And there's like I saw there's like a swinging wrecking ball thing, and so you have to kind of avoid the wrecking ball. It's it just looks like such a such a cool thing to probably spend like ten or fifteen minutes with. Yeah. Definitely really cool looking, but also a cool way to do it and a little bit of advertisement for um, for cuck trucks. Or I'm sorry, what is it called? <laughs> Cluster <laughs> uh, trucks. Cluster trucks, sorry. Cuck trucks is a dream of <laughs> development project of mine that will probably never get off the ground. But I'll just give it a real quick synopsis. Every You're in the back of a truck getting cucked. <laughs> that's about it. I don't really have much more than that, but no studio. I, I thought it was going to be like a line of food trucks or something. Oh, no, no, actually not. But uh no one would want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would work for food trucks. Uh, <clears throat> enter. Okay. Uh, so anyway, that's out. So if you want to play that free game, I'm assuming you can still download it. I think you can. Yeah. Um, enter the Gungeon uh, is a uh, bullet hell dungeon crawler. Follow a band of misfits seeking to shoot, loot, dodge, roll, and table flip their way to personal absolution by reaching the legendary Gungeon's ultimate treasure, the gun that can kill the past. That was all one sentence. I, I, it comes out uh, April 5th, which is tomorrow. Yes, t- uh, Tuesday. No, Monday. What am I talking about? Tomorrow's Monday. Um, so there you go. April 5th uh, would be Tuesday, my friend. Would it be? Why does it say that it is? Is my clock correction off? That's a joke for my chat. <laughs> um, why does it tell me right now? Oh, because it is. It's because it's 12 o'clock. Okay, oh, it's 12.04. That's it. what really threw me off. Damn, we are into Monday. We are into Monday. That is Tuesday. I, I was like, wait, what? The games are releasing on Monday? Did I miss In it? In the Cave Mod podcast, we learn how time works. Right? Exactly. Did not realize it was 12 o'clock already. Well, I got to go, guys, so have a good time. <laughs> but um, anyway, looks kind of cool. Uh, you know, cool Yeah, I think people have been playing style. this. Uh, I actually didn't realize it wasn't already out because I'd heard, I'd heard some about it before. Maybe they were in early access or had a Kickstarter or something. Um, but it looks pretty cool. I, people seem to enjoy this game. Yeah. Um, so you can check that out on Tuesday. Uh, Quantum Break, uh, you know, the huge... I, I guess we could call this like a flagship game for... It is, for I mean, it is, yeah. Xbox One. It's definitely uh, a flagship game for, you know, for Microsoft's own studios, yeah. for sure. Exactly. So apparently, com- I mean, apparently, if, I think if you buy the Xbox version, you get the PC version for free. Hmm. So okay. I actually wasn't even. I don't think I was even able to find a PC down a PC pre-order page because I think you can only like I mean, you basically have to buy it on Xbox One and you just also get the PC copy. Uh, so. Okay. I'll, I'll wait and see how what people say about it. Um, it has some interesting. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Stuff. I'm not gonna break my Windows Store cherry for this until yeah. I see how the game is. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But get in on the hype on Tuesday. 
All right. Uh, okay, so these are actually today. A um, bunch of games coming out. A Legend of Luca, which is basically a VR um, Zelda-like experience, I guess, right? Uh, it's just what it looks like, at least in the videos. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to say there are a ton of VR games coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when I was looking at the new releases, there had been 20-plus at least. Um, so definitely keep your eye out on that. But I picked this one out because... It reminded me of just some kind of like dungeon crawler. There was you had a sword and you broke pots and you got rupees by the looks of it. Yep. So it was like seriously like Legend of Zelda like. So, um, so I thought that was awesome. So Looks I like it'd be that. really fun in VR. I'm, like the the trailer is really cool. Like walking around mm-hmm. the room and doing stuff. Um, I like how the Steam page now for VR support tells you it says it requires a play platform? area of at least two meters by one point five meters. That's kind of neat. That's neat that it, yeah, actually gives you the dimensions. Oh, my. Okay, Brad, what is Honeycam Studio? Go ahead and... uh, Wow. Don't act like you haven't seen this game before. I have not seen this, actually. Okay, is this VR as well, or no? Well, I I expect this to be another banned Twitch game you're going to try and play. It um, does look like it. Now taking bets. (laughs) Um, It's basically from the people that made Honey Pop, but it's about being a cam girl. Uh, yeah, this is definitely not going to make it on Twitch, just judging from... Well, actually, I don't know. I shouldn't say... Uh, uh, at least in the trailer, looks a little bit questionable, Brad. I mean, have you have did you, have you played Honey Pop? I've never even heard of Honey Pop, and I've never played it, so... No, um, okay. but it's... Players take control of a sleazy cam girl <laughs> operation, break in stacks <laughs> of filthy internet money, and attract <laughs> as many disgusting fans as you can in a fast pace. Click happy and thoroughly perverted take on the business tycoon management sim genre. It does look like pretty solid. Scott. Yeah, I mean, all those words. Disgusting, uh, click happy, thoroughly perverted. I, I am happy that they threw this line in, though. Courtesy warning. The sexual themes in this game are mostly for fun and humor and don't make for particularly great fapping material. Yes, they did actually have that. That's a pretty good warning. I imagine yeah, they're probably I, looking to stave off refunds. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, couldn't nut to this game, <laughs> sending it back. <laughs> Contract up to six horrific STDs, STDs including oh, chlamydia, syphilis, and gonorrhea. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna We're be just... a, listen, if you're gonna be a management sim, yeah, about it's... about this business, that seems accurate. I will say though, it seems to be a little slanted in the in the side that they think the whole cam girl angle is like a something that people shouldn't pursue. I mean, kind of speaking, like degradingly about the profession i'm not gonna lie and uh, i don't know if everyone would agree with that but uh not saying me but uh you know uh purchase purchase apl stream (laughs) (laughs) purchase sex toys and other kinky accessories to aid the girls performance and boost viewership there you go why is it just girls i that's true too why are there no yeah there's no it doesn't seem like there are any male characters in this game but uh there you go honey cam you can get it tomorrow i know uh I know some people in this chat will be playing a lot of that game. I won't name any names. But uh, um, all right, uh, Tilt Brush by Google comes out. There's no release date on this. Just in April. I just it just said April, but I thought it was oh, okay. worth mentioning that another like paint. Cool. I don't know. It's by Google, so I, I would imagine basically unless you paint three solid release with virtual yeah. reality. Yeah, looks pretty mm-hmm. neat. So I thought it looked sweet. Um, so there's that, and, and the then um, yeah. this one's been in development for the while. You guys might might remember these guys you remember uh freddy wong is his name from rocket jump yeah the youtube guy yeah him and his some 
some friends, I think, started this dev company, or his old friends at least, and they made this game called Hover Junkers. Um, it's a, uh, basically you, I don't know, it looks very Borderlands-ish. Yeah, with, yeah very um, cartoony. Mm-hmm. And you basically build this, like, hovering junk fort that you drive around and try and shoot other people to get their loot and things like that. And it's a room experience. But um, you build your... Yeah, it's really sick. And I've watched some gameplay from them, and it's super intense just from even watching it. Um, So I can't imagine how cool it is just even playing it, so... It's exciting. Um, I mean, the, the, I guess the exciting thing too, because again, I don't know how quickly I'm going to adopt VR, like mostly because of the price point and stuff like that. But it is. I mean, to see already, like uh, it's so early, like so many really cool looking experiences come out yeah, already. There, it's like it's going to get crazy in the next couple of years. When I was looking at the Steam, the Steam uh, like coming soon page for this week, there were like three pages of games mm-hmm. releasing this On week. VR. Yeah. And and that yeah I didn't I didn't put two and two together until we talked about it here but yeah it's like the, they must be mostly VR games yeah. because like you just you never you hardly ever see that many games launching on in one week on Steam like three pages of games yep exactly it's happening VR it's becoming we're becoming uh, I'm trying to think I don't know like what's a movie that we're like everyone's gonna be wearing headsets in the future or whatever like from the 80s or 70s but I mean I don't think it's we're necessarily gonna be just there some but future in the next punk stuff. Yeah, I think we're, exactly. we're getting we're getting closer getting we're, we're getting closer to a reality where you will see VR headsets in the wild, like you Absolutely. know, like at a theme park or something else. Like you'll see people wearing headsets as part of an experience, but they're not going to be like walking around with it on. No, it's going to yeah, be sure. like you'll you know you'll probably see it. No, you're already wrong about that. Am I? No. Yeah, so I've seen people with Gear VR like waiting at the bus stop, like walking around <laughs> oh my playing God. Yeah, but see that, playing VR that stuff. I think that's the <laughs> thing that will not happen. Those people will be like will be ousted and shamed because that's like I don't yeah, think I don't, I don't think society's ready for that yet. Yeah. That I don't think society's ready for this honey pop cam game, but you know, that's <laughs> well, not stopping anyone. Up. So um, actually maybe that's maybe that's why people are uh, are on VR. Like when you're when you want to watch you know when you want to watch some some porn on the train you can't really yeah. do it on your phone but in VR no one it's else it's gonna be see real it. awkward to watching the guy in front of you just groping at a visual <laughs> invisible breast oh with his God. VR like that's a world maybe, I don't really want to live in well, maybe but... maybe you don't bring the hand controllers on the train <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna but it's gonna ha- like we're joking but that is it's going to be an experience especially oh, with like sex addicts and stuff. There's going to be oh, some yeah. real fucked up shit going on with VR on But you're like, never going to know. You're never going to know. They're going to be normal, well-adjusted looking people. And they're going Brandon. to be li- watching filthy, awful stuff on public transportation. You're going to know because their dick's going to be out. But yeah, <laughs> for the real. But yeah, for the people that can keep it in their pants, I guess not. But um, watching a guy on the plane flicker his tongue with <laughs> VR. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, it's happening. Is, yeah, actually, but this, even this if it's concerning. not out in the wild, but the whole idea that like in the next, I think maybe five years or even less, like it's going to be just standard to have an affordable could, VR headset in your home. Yeah, well, I could definitely experience. see like you know even like the Gear VR as as it becomes more common yeah. for it to kind of work with phones. I could see a not too distant future where people have like you know a Gear VR or equivalent you know in their backpack or something, sure. and they use it on a plane or some yep. you know somewhere else. That you wouldn't traditionally think to like be sitting there playing a game. Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, that's the new releases. We do have uh, two announcements to make. We talked about this before the cast, 
but we will talk about it uh, right now uh, as well. The KB Mod A t-shirt campaign is live and has been live, and I think we sold like nine so far. So that's good, but uh, the thing is, guys, this is only going to be printed once, so you're going to want to get in. And it's only uh, $19.99. Again, that's, that's in the U.S., um, so it's an affordable shirt. You can also uh, get, if for some reason you want a hoodie, you can get a hoodie yes. for $40. Well, the t-shirts go. are 20 mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, the, the campaign is going on for two more weeks. Until uh, April 17th. So Yes, April That's 17th. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> I can't speak today. And so you can go to teespring.com slash twitch slash kbmoda. And if you don't know how to spell kbmoda, then you're probably not going to buy this shirt. But uh, if you would like one, I, I know I will. I'm buying one. Uh, my wife requested one. Uh, so if you're a listener or a lurker and you want uh, a shirt with a distorted version of my face on it, this yes. is your chance. Get it. Do it. Already ordered mine. Cannot wait till it uh, <laughs> till it gets here. So and one more KB Mod announcement is uh, yes. Battlefield Knights are back. Um, they're hosted by a community member Copper Tank. He's gonna stream it on our channel every saturday night at 9 p.m eastern uh just meet in our discord you're going to be able to play with some of us um and uh i'll be there i'll try to be there every every time um but it's super fun we we usually jump in a server like an empty server and we fill them up real quick so it's it's a blast with everybody in discord so uh saturdays 9 p.m eastern there you go all right, and uh, we are now going to get into viewer questions. And Yingity Yang, the nicest Canadian you will ever meet. Uh, believe me, he really is the nicest. Uh, ask us, since we live in a world where a quote-unquote chocolate caramel muffin exists, I must ask, at what point does a muffin become a cupcake? Oh, boy. Hmm. <sighs> wow, here we go with the food questions. Um, well, to yes. me, a cupcake is with frosting, right? I think yes. that, that that feels right to me. Like I, I think, think a, so too. I think frosting is the line because yes. if I think about, I mean, muffin batter typically is a little different. Like cupcakes are usually a, kind of flakier and lighter, whereas a muffin is is normally a little more dense because it's you know it's normally like a breakfast item. So I think, but but muffin and cupcake batter is you know similar, but I feel like you're never going to see a muffin with frosting. That feels like it crosses the line to cupcake. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you, you I, debate. I, I mean, that, I I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a muffin with with uh, frosting on it. I've never seen a muffin like that. I do think they're getting more cupcake like. Um, I know yeah, at least that's true. My my stores like this. This guy is right. Where a chocolate caramel muffin that is a normal occurrence. Where I have chocolate chocolate chip. Uh, muffins at my store and they're almost like eating a cupcake they're so sweet yeah so i got this is it looks like this is a starbucks item and uh this does this does look like it's getting close to a cupcake it has some sort of caramel kind of maybe on the inside uh but yeah like this feels dangerously close this feels like starbucks trying to pull one over on you it's 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 the frosting. I'm gonna. Yeah. I think it's frosting. Yeah, I think it is the frosting because Starbucks could not get away with this if there was frosting on it at all. But I mean, really, a muffin. I think a muffin is like. At what point are you not going to want to eat it for breakfast? I don't think people are going to want frosting for breakfast, which is why most like most companies well, don't venture into the cupcake space. There you are with those assumptions but, again, man. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah. like, look, I'm no, I'm not a marketing expert, but this just feels. <laughs> 
this feels dangerous to me. It's like chocolate caramel muffin. What what is the next? I agree here. Like what is the purpose of yeah. this? Where do you yeah. I mean it's you, it's the slippery the slope person, argument. Yeah. Like listen, if you're the type of person that you you're getting a chocolate caramel muffin at Starbucks, that tells me that like you're probably trying to cheat on your diet or something. Because like <laughs> yeah. there's no other reason you would get yeah. a chocolate caramel muffin. Yeah. It's, it's like insane. you get it because it's called a muffin and like, you know, if it was called a cupcake, you'd feel really bad about it. That's true. Right. Especially, yeah, for breakfast. Yeah. But it's totally a 410 agree. calorie muffin. So. Damn. Oh, man. All right. Well, good question, Yingity. But again, I, yeah, I think the frosting, Brad, Brad nailed it right off the bat. Frosting has to be the, uh, the separation there. Um, all right. Uh, so from Connor, uh, the third or Connor with, th- I don't know exactly. Connor Ill, maybe. Connor Ill, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how he, but uh, he asked us, I got this this weekend and. I will describe what this is in a moment. Please describe, He's, yes. He said, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia that you have gotten, gotten, signed or not? Nah? So it is a picture of Guy Fieri from Diner Drive-Ins and Dives, signed, uh, I'm assuming, by, uh, by Guy for Connor. Um, <laughs> so nice little piece of memorabilia right there. I think the message, I'm trying to read the message. It says, it says shorties. shorties. Oh, oh shooties? It's shooties. Short, I think it's shorties pizza and smoked meat. Yes, I think something so. I can't read. Keep the end. Oh, keep co- keep cool. Keep Does cool. Say, oh. oh, keep. I thought it said keep cash, but I think you're right. I think no. it's keep cool. It's keep cool. Yeah, by guy. There it is. Wow. Um, what a beautiful, what a beautiful piece of memorabilia. I was trying to think about this because I saw this question earlier. I don't know if I really memorabilia wise, if I really have anything that I'm like super. Even looking around in my office, yeah, I don't. I don't really have so, anything that. Uh, yeah. That so if if you guys are not plebs and video watchers, you might be able to see this. Normally, you can see my signed Blink One Eighty Two posters in the back there. That's cool. Um, ah, yeah, yes. Both of those are signed by the band uh, pre Tom DeLonge being an ass. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, those are signed. Uh, that's, I guess that's my favorite piece of. Well, I have memory. a. Uh, I actually behind me. This is like the only thing I can think of that if I lost it or it got if you know got destroyed, I'd be like slightly upset. Uh, I have a signed one of the signed Blacklight Retribution posters that's signed by the whole dev team, mm, uh, and I cool. think that that's really cool. And I also have a, a Doom a Doom art print, and it's not signed or anything, but that's like just one of the one of the things that I like. I guess you consider that memorabilia, sort of. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I just keep. I basically keep. Uh... I keep all the lanyards from every event I've ever been to, and oh, yeah. I, like I badges and stuff like yeah. that. And I mean, again, yeah, that's not necessary. And then a lot of times, um, even last time, I guess PAX Prime, um, my girlfriend actually took it upon herself, but she got it signed by like all the KVMod people and the people that came to the meetup, and they signed the badge and stuff. I thought that was really cool. So I have a bunch of those kind of things. Yeah, but as far I as keep, like, I do keep those. Yeah, yeah, and pins and stuff like that. Other than that, though, I don't really have like as far as like buy celebrities or whatever. I've had a few things here and there. Um, I have something signed by Mini Me um, from Machinima because he came in and he beat me in NBA <laughs> right. 2K15. Like I have a few things like that, but I don't really have any any like celebrity stuff that I would be like bummed about if I lost. So um, we have in, in chat Darkwing Zero Two says his his favorite piece of oh, I know what this is, is the he has a signed copy <laughs> of Dishonored for PC yes. that is signed by everyone in KB. I re- I remember signing that. <laughs> I do. The disc is signed uh, as well. I don't. I think it is. It is. The disc is signed as well. Yeah, it's 
pretty fantastic. Oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, I mean, again, game of the year that year. So, <laughs> yeah, that's nah, going to be worth a lot someday. So, maybe when the servers are back up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry. All right. There you go. So anyway, not too many questions this week, but uh, two two good two good ones. Uh, well, we had we had to we had to keep the questions light because we have a heavy dose of podcast review this week. We have exactly. another another double shot review. Yes. Um, and so we mentioned last week that we were going to break. Last week was the first time we broke our our one review per cast rule. Uh, and so it seems a few people took that to heart uh, because we yeah. got several reviews this week. So uh, thank you for uh, the several people that left reviews. Uh, we had some honorable mentions from uh, from someone named KV Mod A. That seems like a very unusual name to have, unless perhaps you changed your name legally to that. Uh, otherwise, I'll assume that's an alias. Uh, and Leadface uh, also left us a review. So thank you to, to both of you guys. Um, I should mention that anyone can leave us a review. Uh, we can we, we, we go through each week and we read each review. Uh, as long as you give us five stars, that's the most important part. Uh, but we read we read all sorts of things. Uh, I think as you'll see today, sometimes getting through them uh, can be an experience. Oh man, uh, was, these two. Yeah, we uh, we definitely see a wide range of uh, of world world experiences here in the review section. So you never know what you're going to get, but we would love to hear your story uh, in in the review section. So go to iTunes, uh, search KB Mod, where the first and generally only result that pops up, uh, and leave us a review, and you might also be featured uh, on a future cast. So Scott, I'd like you to take it away with our double dose reviews. This is going to be so rough to get through, but all right, let's let's do it. All right, so our first uh, our first (laughs) review is titled. Take it from Oliver Gina by Oliver Gina. All right. And this that's is a bit of a story. Must be a, I don't know what nationality that, uh, yes. that name is. Gina. I can't Gina. really tell. Not sure. J-Y-N-A. So. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is the story. <clears throat> I used to listen to the podcast with my pop, Vern Gina, who I proudly take my middle name from. We listened together for years before he fell into the console abyss. I simply can't take any more pod hate from APL Fisher. The gloves are off. Sorry to go third person, but Oliver Vigina is hot and bothered after (laughs) evening Zumba. (laughs) APL Fisher, you think you can handle Oliver Vigina? You can't. Come at me, bro. Come hard. Oliver Vigina can take a pounding and still keep coming. I listen to the cast with my boss, Mr. Uthole. Uh, I'm sorry. With my boss, Mr. Uttle, now, don't think he would me- mind me sharing his first name, Herb. <laughs> you can't fight a war on two fronts. Oliver Vigina in the front and Herb Uttle in the rear. <laughs> you're, you're only one man. Don't let APL Fisher's snarky way steer you astray, my friends. KB Mod Podcast isn't a short experience by any means, but make no doubt... KB Mod fills Oliver Vigina and Herb Utol with the whimsy and wonderment that only they can, but it takes time. KB Mod doesn't finish until Oliver Vigina and Herb Utol are satisfied. So just lay back, relax, and take it all in. They're here to please. (laughs) 
God damn it. Oh, wow. oh, all right. That's again. That's from Oliver <laughs> Gina. What a review! That is quite a story. Oh, quite a story. Quite a tale. Quite a challenge, really, to me. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem <laughs> pleased with you at all. No, definitely upset. I don't know what I ever did to deserve this, but there you go. Oh, it's it's interesting though. He listens to the cast with his boss. I think a lot of people. Yes. You know, they don't they they would probably be a little a little, you know, wary to listen to this in their place of employment. Uh, you know, because sometimes it can be explicit or sometimes you might burst out laughing. But uh exactly. he apparently enjoys this uh this cast with his boss. So Absolutely. That, Gave great. five stars. Uh glad he glad he enjoys it with his boss, Mr. Herb Buttle. Um <laughs> all right. This next one is gonna be Alright, this next one, another good review, is titled A Great Load of Fun. <laughs> and it is it is by Coleman Cider. <laughs> Coleman Cider. Oh God, Coleman Cider. All right, and uh, Coleman Cider writes. Ugh, Jesus. Oh, all right. <laughs> he writes. I am a cream pie enthusiast, and I enjoy making cream pies daily. <laughs> Every Sunday, I wake up welling with anticipation for the festivities that is the KB Mod podcast that intermittently airs on 10 p.m. Eastern. Anyway, Sunday nights are when I can usually combine my two favorite hobbies, making, <laughs> making cream pies and listening to the KB Mod podcast. <laughs> In this review, I would like to share some of my favorite parts and segments of the podcast. One of my favorite parts of the podcast is actually the pre-podcast, where the gang makes lighthearted conversation in a casual environment. I guess I like it because it's a little tease of what's to come, and it rouses a bit of pre-cream out of me. (laughs) Jesus is that a baking term? Yeah, I think it's a baking term. <laughs> this guy, so. this person is a baker. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. Another highlight are the questions because it is a space where the podcast members and audience can interact, and it usually leads to funny questions slash responses. And finally, but least, <laughs> when the traditional yata is spoken, this is where it finishes. I end up making the biggest and creamiest batch of the week that can feed my wife and kids for the next couple of days. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um. Anyway, I just want to thank the KB Mod Podcast family for being my muse and inspiring me to reach my cream pie potential. <laughs> oh. And who knows, maybe I can even open a bakery of my own someday. If that happen, if that does happen, a cream pie's on me, guys. Keep up the great work. And again, that wow. is from Coleman Cider. Oh, wow. wow. Two just incredibly stellar reviews this yeah. week. Wow, the Coleman, an, an aspiring baker. <laughs> it's good to see that, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to eat that uh, or see that cream pie. I'm, <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that the bakery gets opened. Uh, um, I think I wow. actually so, I actually spit on my monitor. Yeah, yeah. I I will say that people definitely took your call to action, Brandon. Another, you know, like you said, double review this week. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, oh, and like I said, it's just it's amazing to me to hear uh, the stories of our listeners. You know, and we have I, who who would have thought we have an aspiring baker uh, listening to the podcast. You know, and and yeah, the podcast uh, giving him his his biggest cream of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say biggest cream of the week one more time, Brandon? I need it. I, I can't. I don't think okay. I'm physically able to. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll just clip what I've already heard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, great job, guys, and keep it up. Again, now that we're open, we have opened this up for multiple reviews if they are good enough. And this week we had so many good reviews we had to pick two. So, um, or I mean, we just we selected the two the two best ones we felt. But uh, so definitely keep those reviews coming. Keep uh, rating five stars and. Uh, you know, potential to be on here with, uh, I love, I love it when it's a story. I feel like the story, uh, the, when people tell their personal story, Brandon, those are the ones that really reach us. I think. Yeah, no, they really do. Yeah. That's it. It's, uh, it's always just amazing to hear, uh, yeah. what, you know, how people experience the podcast, how it affects their life. Uh, you know, and we're, we're bringing, we're bringing a man and his boss closer. We're bringing a man and his cream pie closer. Exactly. I mean, it's, uh, that's why we do this each week. It is. So um, if you guys want to check out more KB Mod content, obviously go over to KBMod.com. You know, the, we've got the hardware builds on there. We've got, uh, I know, did KD release? I know he's working on a Dark Souls uh, 3 thing. Um, that is is that right, Brad? So yes. I know it's not out yet, but he's working on that. So again, for content like that, definitely check out KBMod.com. You can follow KB Mod Gaming at KBMod Gaming. I am at APL Fisher. Brad is at Hutchison15. Brandon is at one 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 one. No, I'm not going to do that name anymore. <laughs> Brandon is at Volition V O L one T I O N on Twitter, and um, yeah, uh, the cast will be back next week with episode two hundred and thirty one. Wow, two hundred and thirty one. Good lord. So it was a fun one, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Farewell. See ya. <laughs>